so Derek, tell me, is it slow shake? When people ask me who you're interviewing, like today I was like slow, slow shake. Mm. Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah, slow shake, yep. Okay, how often do you get that misinterpreted? Man, all the time. It's almost funny at this point. And at a point it became like a, a marketing tool. Like people were trying to figure it out. And it's to the point everybody was thinking about it here and there at games trying to figure it out. So it worked for me in the end, you know? Man, I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast, bro. Um, I've been following your work. I'm a huge fan. You, you built this massive empire, Derek. Tell my audience who you are. How did you start Slow Shea Official? And mm -hmm. let's give a macro outlook on your journey right now. Sounds good. Yeah. So my name is Derek Eccles. Uh, I'm 21 years old. Uh, I'm from the Chicagoland area, the, the northwest suburbs of Chicago. And I'm the founder and director of Slow Shea LLC. And we are a sports media company that highlights the sports and the high school sports community in Illinois. Uh, initially, it was just the suburbs of Chicago. And now it's branched out to even Southern Illinois. And then we got people up in uh, Wisconsin too, Indiana, Midwest, all that. So wow. uh, we've really branched out. And the main focus was to help these kids get scholarships, help them get on a better uh, platform, I guess, give them some exposure. But now it's grown to just incorporating the whole community of sports in general. So the fans, uh, even coaches, shoot, uh, anybody, the, the whole uh, sports community wanted to highlight the whole thing. So that's mainly what Slow Shea is, just highlighting everything sports pretty much. How did you come up with the idea, Derek, about having Slow Shea? What sparked that idea? Mm -hmm. So I, my junior year of high school, back in 2017, I quit basketball. That was my love. That was my, that was supposed to be my ticket into school, all that. And um, so I quit. I just fell out, uh, fell out of love with it. And I knew that deep down, I still loved the basketball, the basketball aspect of it, uh, aspect, I should say. I just didn't like playing. So I wanted to stay around it still. So I filmed my high school's games. I, I knew there were some guys on my team that needed some exposure and they deserved it. You know, we have all these other brands out here, but nobody came to our school. So I was like, you know what, let's just pick up a camera and do it ourselves. And uh, just from there on, just flourished. I, I went from my high school to the rival high school to now I'm filming other conferences. And now I get to quit my job because now I'm just filming the whole state at this point, you know? So that's how it really originated. How did you, let's take a step back. What university did you go to or did you go to college for those that's wondering? Oh, so I'm currently at Mississippi State University. And, uh, I'm out in the SEC about 12 hours away from home or down there in the country, so. Man, so how did you branch off and, and have people trust in what you're building and help you build your brand? Man, so it's all about connecting face-to-face. -face. I can't just hit somebody in the DMs and just, you know, da 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 because if anybody knows me, they know I don't trust anybody easily at all. I need to know how you are face-to-face. -face. So um, the year before I went to, uh, went to school, back in 2019, I was at a playoff game, and I met this one videographer. He knew who I was. I knew a little bit about him, but from right then and there, his name was Albert. You're probably familiar with Albert Fairchild. He works yeah. for Slam and all them. Him and I, we just clicked just like that, and his friend Ryan. So it was just a trio at that point. I was like, you know what, while I'm gone, they were at DePaul. So I was like, while I'm gone, if you guys could help me, you know, just sustain my presence in Illinois, that would be that will be huge for me. And they did that. And then from there on, they knew their buddies. And then they, I met them face-to-face -face that next. So it just grew. And it was really, like you said, it was really organic. And I had to make sure that I knew that these guys were going to be able to represent the brand well and on top of that grow consistently. Now, so do you pay your guys to film under your brand or how does that work? Yes, sir. So it's mainly freelance work. I let them choose their schedule, this, that, and that, but I do pay them. I make sure that I pay them um, a, a nice little thing each game uh, per game. And on top of that, 
I try to help them get into schools that they want to go to. That's another benefit of working with Slow Shay. So uh, one of our guys, Braden, he's going to Georgia Tech, which is like $70,000 a year. He's going off of a huge scholarship just for his creative content work. So that's that's another way I pay them is by networking, using my connections to get them into schools. There you go. So where does Slow Shay get the capital to invest in his guys so you can pay them? Yeah, so uh, initially it was YouTube, but I, I came to a point where, you know, the views and all that stuff is fun, but it's not going to, you know, get the, the people paid and all that. So partnerships is my primary, uh, I guess, my primary avenue of uh, monetary value, whatever, you know what I mean? So, right. yeah, partnerships, TV companies, all that, they license and all that stuff. So that's where I get my main revenue from. And then YouTube is second, merchandise is third. And then uh, on-hand work with clients and all that stuff is usually fourth or fifth, you know. What was that first camera for you when you started filming? Like, man, I know I'm going to upgrade soon, but this is what I, this is my tutorial camera. Man, it was that Canon Rebel SL2. I'll never forget. It was only, and, and you know how cameras get uh, price wise. Yeah. That thing was only $400 something, which is cheap. I got that in 2018, spring of 2018. That was my first real camera. And before that, I had some random cool pics Nikon that was like $100. And um, wow. so, yeah, it was that that Canon Rebel I knew right then and there. That was my baby. And I used it for about two years. What camera do you shoot with now? I use a 90D, Canon 90D. It's, it's still, I mean, nothing too crazy. It just gets the right. job done for me. So do you create for Mississippi State or how, like, what's going on in your world now in regards to creating content? So initially I was like, you know, I'm going to go to the school. I'm going to hop on the creative team and do this, that, and that. But then I came to a point where I didn't even want to do that. And I'm starting to realize that, the video side of it is fun to me, but I'm starting to love the business side of things. So uh, it makes sense why I'm studying business marketing now. Uh, I took some accounting classes to be able to be on top of the books for slow and all stuff, being good standing. So at school, I'm not doing any video work most uh, most of the time. I'm just chilling and focusing on school, which I really want to do. I want to be a kid at the end of the day still. Right. How old are you for, for those that's listening? Yeah, I'm 21. I just turned 21 back in November. What, what inspired you to go this entrepreneur route and, and say like, hey, I'm building something special. Mm -hmm. I guess the catalyst point was when I worked. So I worked at Jewel Osco, which is a just a little store out here, like a grocery store. And um, I had to quit that job in order to go my first gig to Vegas with Team Rose, an AAU team out here, Adidas AAU team. And that's what made me think, you know what? I'm making more money filming than what I was bagging, you know, groceries and all that stuff. Maybe this is a route I can go down. And then two years later, uh, in 2020, I'm starting to see, like, this is a real cash flow. I'm actually getting good money off of this, self-employed for two years in good standing. And um, I realized then, like, right then and there, I was like, you know what, this is the path I can really go down and um, make things work. Obviously, you see in our, in our world, it could be oversaturated. You see different film guys left and right. What advice would you give a young videographer trying to build up their clientele by going to a game? Man, it sounds cheesy, but really just drill on what you're good at. I tell a lot of my people all the time, it's like, nobody's better at being you than you. So be the best you every single day. Keep learning. And on top of that, be as consistent as possible. You have to be really consistent in this world. You know, if you miss a week, you're almost like not even like relevant anymore. Right. So you really have to be the best you. And you have to know what you want to do. If it's creative content, you know, the highlights, the, the music reels, all that then you can probably space out some work and it's a whole different workflow. But if you're doing news media, sports news media, like what I'm doing with Slow Say, you have to be dang near doing it four, uh, four posts a day. So you have to be really consistent and stay relevant, you know? No question. I, I, I give that same advice. 
you know, they was like, well, how did you do what you do, Rico? Like, how did you break it to the market? And I was like, well, the, the hunger, the desire for me to understand who's playing. I'm a guy that enjoy raw highlights because that's mm -hmm. how I was as a player. I know what coaches want to see. I know what my teammates and I talk about. We just want, I want to see buckets. Yeah. And if you're good with carousel, you do you. But I enjoy putting out quick content. A kid like Der Derek Eccles would put up like three threes. We got to put that out. Yep. Uh, put that into an IG reel. Speaking of IG, I saw your followers, man. You have, let me get this correct. You have 71,000 followers yeah. on your Instagram. How long did it take you to get 71K? Man, I tell people all the time, it took me three months to get 100 followers. So, like I said, I started in the winter of 2017. It was November 17th. That's the, the I guess, the origin of Slow Shade. It took about four years just to get here right now. And um, it didn't kick up, like I said, until three months after I started. That's when everything, I mean, I, I would say it didn't really kick up until August of 2018 after my Jalen Green video. That's when the followers started coming in. That's when I started understanding my own business model of what I was trying to get to. So that's when stuff started really blowing up, I guess. And, and how essential has TikTok been for the Slow Shade brand overall? Yeah, man, I, hey, it's TikTok's, I love how organic that algorithm is. It's not a thing of you have to have a presence to, to get anything. Like, it's just if the content's good, then it's good and it's gonna flourish. And I see that a lot of the Slow Shade stuff that I have, like the bloopers, the funny, the heated reels, I mean, heated moments, all that, they flourish on TikTok. And that's brought in a whole new audience, a whole new traffic into my Instagram, into my YouTube, and this, that, and that. So, I mean, that's helped me go national now because on Instagram, you know, you're really just where you're at locally, I guess. So just Illinois, yeah, suburb area. And now with TikTok, bringing in a whole national audience. So it's, it's been- I love it. Experience. I love I love TikTok. I think it's Snapchat and TikTok for me. And then obviously it goes down to Instagram. But I looked at your recent video on YouTube, dude. 115,000 followers on your YouTube video. Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot what school that was. If you could name those schools and talk yeah. about- the guy who filmed that for you in that mm -hmm. atmosphere. Yeah, so it's funny. I actually filmed that myself. I'm back for winter break, and uh, I caught a rivalry. And this Do is the kids rivalry. recognize you? The kids no, recognize no, you? Yeah, they all recognize me, and that's one thing that surprised me as well. I'm like, I have so many filmers, and they still know the one guy, you know? So those teams were Notre Dame College Prep, which was in the white, who was a home team, and um, St. Pat's. That's a huge, deep rivalry in Illinois. And I had to get out. You know, people were baking me in my DMs for the last two years. Slow say, where right. you at? Come out. So I had to catch that. And I was so happy. I had to see it with my own two eyes. And I got to talk to all the people in the uh, crowd and all that stuff. So it was fun. It's, they, I don't think people understand when, when you have your, your camera and they know you and you're trying to film and they're trying to have a conversation with you. And you're no. like, dude, this is a tedious job. Like, I have to capture every moment. Mm -hmm. Do you think you stood out because you do raw highlights? or you put a carousel together for you to stand out? I, I honestly, everybody loves seeing themselves on camera. So when I when I got those raw highlights out fast after the game and letting people see themselves on the screen, that blew up. I mean, just like I said before, nobody was filming these schools. People are pretty picky out here in the media. So when I got out there and filmed the schools that people think have no right to be on the screen, they love seeing it. They ate it up. And on top of that, I guess it's a both fan because the carousel, I mean, I, I I feel like I have my own little niche. It's not too distinctive, yeah, but I feel like, sure. I mean, I, I go after things that most cameramen don't really care about. So I, I turn yeah. to something, I, I incentivize there, I guess. How, 21 years old, you you have Slow Shade the Empire. How many guys you got on your roster? I have 11 filmers. So I had 
eight in Illinois. I have one in Indiana. Noah Wright. And then I have uh, two in Wisconsin. No, Noah one Wright's, in Wisconsin, one in Michigan. My bad. Noah, Noah Wright's my guy. Yes, sir. I, I, I commission him when I'm with gym rats, obviously mm -hmm. in the gym rats, and I can't make it out to an event. And if he's near, I'll commission him on behalf of um, NDE gym rats. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on having, when I first started, when I came back to the program, when I left Europe, mm -hmm. my CEO was like, hey, you know, this is, this is your platform. And, and now I'm trying to create into where guys in the Indiana area are like, hey, can I join the gym rats media team? Yeah. Because, you know, we have the NDE tag. Uh -huh. and and building that creative team that's why i kind of on my twitter i made jim rats rico yeah. because i i never bite the hand that feeds me and i think there's a lot of selfish content creators mm -hmm. that want to put their logo first how do you mm -hmm. feel about that when you come across a selfish content creator that want their content for their personal page man it's like i always tell people it's like how do you manage to make something so uncontroversial uh, uncontroversial i guess this field i mean how can you make that so controversial when it's like you're behind the camera in the first place i tell i try to help myself it's like at the end of the day nobody really cares about the person behind the camera they care about what's in front of it so how can i get big headed you know so i don't know if you're if you're coming to this with a selfish attitude like that i gotta say it might not just be the camera stuff i, I guess whatever field you got into you would have been the same way so I don't, yeah. I don't really give them too much mind. I don't get too controversial with all this stuff. Usually I try I, to stay away from that. I, I talk to the guys and, and let them know, like, hey, if you want to work with NDE Gem Rats on the creative team, there will be some gigs that won't pay. Mm -hmm. But I can guarantee you more exposure on our platform. Mm -hmm. When I first got a hold of the count, we had 2,300. That was two summers ago. Now we're at 7,100. Yeah. That's a significant hop. So. Mm -hmm me putting your name out on our platform that will help you gain clientele in the future what's your thoughts about hiring young videographers but like hey this job is no commission and then they kind of have an issue with that yeah so me personally i haven't run into that that much because i guess people respected the platform i had a lot um right. but i mean i always tell them like I, I preach to my employees all the time i would rather have as many connections as possible than a few dollars. I mean, connections are way more valuable in today's world than dollars. And they start to realize that, I mean, my guy, Brian, um, a little 17 year old videographer, 18 year old, my bad. And when he came on, he was about 16. He had about a hundred followers. I'm like, hey, look, you can come work with Slow Shade. We'll get you into all these gyms, this, that, and that. And I'm just letting you know, it's gonna be a stepping stone because right when you work for us, you're gonna be working for some bigger companies after that, you know? So he trusted the process. Uh, two years later, now he's at every Purdue game on their media team. He's not even in college yet. Purdue games. He's working for Slam. He's working for all these big companies, this, that, and that. And he trusted the process. So you have to really go in blindly and not even care about the money at first because they'll find you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm big on relationships there. And Indy Heat is obviously in a well-established program. And that was a gateway where it's like, hey, man, like, here's an opportunity for you to cover our lady gym rats. I had an individual, I'm not going to say any names, who I kind of gave, I'm like, I pay for their gas and mm -hmm. I pay for their meal. But I'm like, we don't have a team to cover our lady gym rats. Mm -hmm. Man, he tried to charge me an arm and a leg because yeah. of his time. And that was the last time I brought him on any missions for us under the gym rats umbrella. Mm -hmm. But, and, and, and I also think what you do is, is communicate effectively. How important is communication for you and your team when you're at Mississippi State? 
Bro, it's essential. I need, we all have to be on the same page. I have to be able to know that all because I'm 12 hours away, I can feel like I'm a minute away communications wise. We have to be on the same page and know that, I mean, it's a system at the end of the day. I need my arm to know what my left hand is doing this, that, and that. That's the only way we're all going to work and progress and push down. So it's, it's like, it's huge. And that's one thing I'm learning. You know, I'm only 21. So right. every day I'm Absolutely. learning how to be a manager. Now, how, how long has Slow Shape been around again for those that's listening? It's, it's about a bit about four years. What's what's the goal for Slow Shade? So right now we're just trying to turn into a company where we're the hub. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to be just a state because, you know, everybody, I mean, anybody could try to do a national thing. But right now I'm, I'm looking to be the, the, the hub of Illinois high school sports in general. And um, I know I, I don't want to break into too many sports, but basketball, sure. football and maybe just a, a, another third sport, you know. Uh, seasonal sport and that's that's the main goal right now people to see slow shit and be like you know what i know that i can go to uh, go to them for some trustworthy credible news and on top of that get some entertaining content for illinois sports so that's what i'm looking towards right now it's a big deal and coming i come from gary indiana and Mm -hmm. obviously video being a videographer isn't a big thing because we mostly hoop how important is it to to be black and and run slow shay and for me i i kind of brag about that because you don't see a lot of black videographers out there on the sideline what's your thoughts behind that it's big i we need to be i i I say this all the time the black community needs to be able to see that it's possible it sounds so cliche but you can do exactly what you dreamt of doing and monetize it and do it neat do it organized and execute day in and day out be so focused you know and um I want to be that person. I mean, people still to this day think I'm some white middle-aged man, you know, and I don't feel the need to let them know who I am. I'm going to let them learn, you know, because they're going to see and see me in person be like, yo, you're some black kid and you're doing all this. And then they got to remember, you know, like this is a diligent operation. It's not some trashy thing. And I want to change that connotation of black young men, all they do sports or rap, this, that, and that. I want them to know. And it sounds, it's just a consistent thing that we hear throughout our lifetimes of we want to change that connotation and I feel like I'm just another piece in that where I want to just do anything I can to help our black community just know that anything's possible and that we can do For things sure. diligently. Last segment, who are some of your influencers that gives you that spark in life and continues to help you grow your business? My mom, for sure. I mean, you know, videography world is so new. So I yeah. mean, growing up, just my hard working mentality came from my mom. She's the hardest worker I know. I mean, I'm in her office right now, dual screens, all that. You know, she is a hard worker she provides and all that and my dad as well so i mean it all started in my house but in the video worlds i mean eric Schaefer from michigan i don't know if he films as much anymore eric gets buckets um okay. he was he grinded and his raw highlights were just like that real fast and um there's a whole lot of them to name but those are the few that i think of instantaneously for sure Man, I appreciate it, Derek, man. Your work is a huge influence. I wanted to get you on the podcast, and I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day, dude, to come on and, and share your journey with my audience. Man, pleasure was all mine, man. I've been waiting to get up on here, so. Oh, man, I'm, 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 I'm humble, man. Once again, we have the CEO of Slow Shea Official, Derek Echoes Jr. No, the second, but yeah. The second, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I appreciate it, big dog, and hopefully I'll see you sometime in reality on the sideline shooting together you coming down let me know if you come down this spring to run and slam again uh, oh yeah we're gonna be I there we're gonna bring a team that's when i saw you last and mm-hmm. like i said i've been following you and wanted you to come on again and share your journey yeah for sure man it was a blessing man this was dope appreciate it bro mm, thank you